0: Alhamdulillah, he wa kafa. Salam on Allah, Ibadah, Hill, Ladin, Astafa, and my bad. How the Billahim in a shaitan in a ain yahdiahu yashrah, Sadrahu lil Islam. Wa main yudid ain yudilla who Sadrahu the Yika. Wa callallah who fi ait and ukra. A faman sharah Sadrahu lil Islami. فهو على نور من ربي سبحان ربي كربا إذ ذت وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد وبارك اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى I said in Quran Kareem That whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wishes khair for them Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wishes to grant them hidayah Yashrah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Expands their breast Yashrah sadrahu L islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Opens their breast for the deen of Islam So what does this mean? This means that if every one of us In this masjid have deen of Islam in our heart that means it didn't come on its own this means we have already been received hidayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that hidayah didn't come on its own that hidayah came because of the irada of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so what that means is just simply by virtue of being Muslim every single one of us is the murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first we were his murad then he sent hidayah then he expanded our breast. And then he put deen of Islam inside. Then the second ayah, which Allah subhanahu saying in Qur'an, فَمَنْ شَرَهَ اللَّهُ Islam لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى Nur min And then as for that person, every person, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has expanded their breast for the deen of Islam, huwa عَلَى Nur. They are on a nur. What type of nur? Min A nur from their Rabb. That means if we are in deen of Islam, we are supposed to feel that our breast is expanded, and we're supposed to feel that our entire life is on a nur, inside a nur. we drowned in nur, living in nur. What does this mean? So Imam Tirmidhi, has narrated a hadith that Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, when Allah said, after the Prophet recited this ayah, الله, that we said, O oh, beloved Messenger, وسلم, about this ayah. So they asked the Prophet a question, Kaifan shara sadru. That how is it that this person's breast is expanded? What does it mean for a person's breast to be expanded? Qal Sayyidina Rasulullah responded, Ida daqlan nur al qalba. That when the nur of Allah goes into that person's qalb nur from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes into that person's qalb in sharaah fatah then their breast becomes expanded and is opened up for the deen of Islam and every one of us have received that nur from Allah subhanahu in our heart but the question is how many of us have been able to do hifazat of that nur <laughs> we received that nur we got that hidayah we got that in sharaha sadr but how many of us have been able to do hifazat of that nur? then the sahaba asked the second question kulna ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa ma alamatu and what is the sign of this what is the sign that the nur has entered the heart and the breast has been expanded sallallahu alaihi said number 1 al <speaking> dar <in the Hebrew> that this person has yearning towards the everlasting abode. their yearning for the akhirah but and, ghroor, and they're no longer interested They have no appetite For this abode of deception This abode of delusion This worldly life And they're prepared for death Even before death comes Yes They're prepared for death Even before death comes Our Hazrat Hazrat Hafiz एक जीब बात कहते हैं, कहते हैं, हम दुनिया, इस दुनिया में अच्छी जिंदगी जीने के लिए नहीं आए, हम इस दुनिया में अच्छी जिंदगी जीने के लिए नहीं आए, हम इस दुनिया में अच्छे मौत मरने के लिए आए। <laughs> Every time I listen say it I'm amazed, एक ज़ूमला में सारी बात <laughs> In English that we have not come into this world to live a good life. We have not come to this world to live a good life. We have come to this world to die a good death. Akbar That's what you get from the Mashaykh. They teach you how to think. They change your whole outlook on life. And all of us, what are we doing? We're all so busy trying to live the good life. Hmm? Get the best job, the best education, the best neighborhood, the best house, the best car, the best watch, the best phone, the best computer, whatever it is. Everybody's after the best in this life. How many of us can say we are going to die the best death? You may have the best life. Are you working towards the best death? Nobody thinks like that. At best they make dua, make dua I die on iman. What they want? Bare minimum death. Make dua I die, I should make dua I die on taqwa. Make dua I die amongst <coughs> the siddiquin. So, <Soch> <coughs> Make dua that I die, it's a good dua, obviously we want to die on iman. But is that the best? Hmm? I should make dua I die on iman, on taqwa, on haya, on sidq, on sabr, on tawakkul, on yakin. <coughs> best death. So we've come to this world Not to live a good life We've come to this world We've been sent to this world To die a good death That person who dies a good death They have succeeded That person who lives a good life Doesn't mean anything Doesn't mean anything So this in our deen is called In Shirah al-Sadr In Urdu they call it What does it mean When a person has Shirah sadr it means that they do amal on deen with passion, with zok shok, with desire and yearning. They have itminan on the deen. Every single thing in Qur'an and sunnah and sharia makes absolute perfect sense to them. And anything that is contrary to sharia makes no sense to them. Everything that is inside the halal has a lot of attraction for them. Everything that is outside the halal has no attraction to them. That's what it means they have sharia they have اتمنان nafsul Mutminna, They have اتمنان Qalb. What does it mean? It means that sharia doesn't seem like a difficulty for them. Deen is not a burden for them. They don't find it difficult. They find every single drop of sharia easy. And if we are our situation, that we find deen to be difficult, we find it to be a burden, we find waking up a burden, we find praying a fajr a burden, these days, most of, we're telling our friends two, three things. One, we told you. Hmm? Die a good death. Second, is that you're amazed. You should be amazed. I'm amazed. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the muadhan say to us every single morning, As-salatu min We should think, Ya Allah, ye ko'i keniki ki baat <laughs> hum itne ge <gay> guzre hoge. <laughs> We have fallen so low That every single morning We are so weak Every single morning We have to hear this sentence Sleep, Praying is better than sleeping Can you imagine with somebody You had to explain <coughs> that to them Imagine every single day The teacher has to come in And tell their student That studying is better than sleeping Every day You say what type of student is this Imagine the student had to tell the teacher every day that teaching is better than sleeping. Every day they'd rather be sleeping. I say, what type of teacher is this? Hmm? Every day the husband would have to tell the wife that talking to me is better than sleeping. The wife would tell the husband talking to me is better than sleeping. Every night, imagine she had to say that. Imagine every night the son would have to tell his mother that mother talking to me is better than sleeping. Every single night. He'd say, what type of mother is this? (laughs) Every night i have to convince her. Allahu akmar, Allah, Akbar. Allah wa ta'ala made the and say every single morning As-salatu khirum min al-naum. And still our nafs is crying an min as-salah. Yes, still the nafs wants to sleep Still they prefer sleep Still they don't get up Allahu Means that person does not have shara sadr Person who has shara sadr, they get that nur in their kalb, it's Qur'an It's not some Sufi theory This inshiraah, sadr, nur, kalb, it's all in Qur'an. (laughs) And when they get that nur in their heart, that means their heart is overwhelmed with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Overflowing with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that makes them do each and every single commandment of the deen. When they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will say that, Ya Allah, your wish is my command, and your command is my wish. (laughs) Your command to pray is my wish to pray. You're commanding me to do this, it's my wish to do it. That's what our Masha'i call their tabiyat and shariat become aligned. They get a tabiyat that mutabikut sharia. Complete alignment between their own personality and the sharia. Then they have a life of itminan. <laughs> there's no clash. There's no deviation. There's no discrepancy. There's no disobedience. They have complete sharia And they have complete itminan. And we should think that every single time in Qur'an when we ask for hidayah ihdina, eh So what did Allah ta'ala say? When He wants to give someone hidayah He does إن sadr So it means that every single time we ask for hidayah what we're actually asking for is this شراء sadr And the second thing you should realize not only is it Qur'an it's also sunnah What does it mean? It's in Qur'an that what is one sunnah of our Nabiya Sallallahu Alam nashrah laka sadrak. O my beloved Messenger, وسلم, Allah tells us in Quran, that did I not expand your breast? The shara sadra is the wirasat of our Nabi. It's the sunnah of our Nabi. We should be collecting that wirasat. <laughs> so it's aine Quran, aine sunnah to get that shara sadrak. How can it be that we are of the ummah of that Nabi who had shara sadrak, and me and you, we still don't have shara Hmm? We should want that nur to come in our heart. We should want that shara sadar. So, how to get this shara sadar? So, one of the great ulama of this deen Hafiz Ibn Qayyim al Jazirahumullahu he's written about this in one chapter of his book, a chapter titled "Asbab al Sudur." That what are the means by which a person's breast can become expanded? Now, he has mentioned a few things we're going to comment on those things in light of the teachings of our Mashaikh. So we're going to borrow the headings from him and some of the ayat and ahadith, and maybe a little of the Arabic I will read for you also that he wrote. But then we will comment on each and every one of these things from the teaching of our Mashaikh. First thing that he mentions is Iman. First thing that gives a person shar is is Iman. Yes, our very Iman itself it's a means of getting shar sada So what does iman mean? Iman is very simple. Especially the young men, you should understand what iman means. Whatever we know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and whatever we have received from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever we know about Sayyidina Rasulullah and whatever we have received from him, to believe in that with absolute certainty without any need of proof or convincing whatsoever, that is called iman. Which Allah ta'ala said in Quran, Alladheena yu'minuna bil That they have iman in the unseen, the unascertainable. In some sense it can even mean the unknowable, unprovable. To believe in every single thing. That is authentically transmitted from Sayyidina Rasulullah and everything that we know from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without any proof. What does it mean without proof? It means like we say sometimes in American English, no ifs, ands, buts or whys about it. What does it mean? How will day of judgment happen? When will it happen? How many stages will it take? Yes, you may get some answers to some of this in Quran, but this is not a condition for your iman what exactly happened to the Prophet in and What was he doing there? Hmm? Many times the young man will just have question after question after question after question. Now one is questioning after iman to learn ilm, but one is questioning before because I'm not so sure whether I have iman. Hmm? It's a big difference. Big difference. So you should understand in our Deen, iman means to believe. Because a lot of these things you cannot lie in the naqis thing called aql. Our aql is naqis. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen comes from wahi, comes from His ilm. Allah ta'ala says in Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught human beings what they never knew, what they never could have known, and they never would have ever known unless Allah ta'ala taught it to them. So our deen has come from the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That is a real source Why do we expect that the deen is going to be understood just by our plain akul? That is a weak source What has come from a big source cannot be understood from a weak source I'll give you an example If you have ever seen If you're older, maybe you've seen the jeweler He has a small scale by which he weighs gold If you're a student, you would have seen in science lab You have a small scale Imagine if I tell you to weigh a truck on that scale He said, it's not possible. (laughs) He said, this scale can just measure in grams and milligrams. How can I weigh a truck on it? Oh, just like that, your akal is like that small little scale. And Allah Ta'ala's deen is like that 18-wheeler truck. There's no way it's going to fit into your akal. Yes, Allah Ta'ala gave you something that's called the Qalb. Allah Ta'ala gave you something which can handle hmm, all of the deen. And that qalb is the same qalb that Allah SWT sent the deen onto the heart of the Prophet onto his qalb. And then the Prophet explained it and it reached the qalb of the Sahaba Ikram. And that's why Allah, wa sallam, this is a noor that enters into the qalb. That's called the noor of Iman. The noor of Iman. So the first way then to get this shara sadr is called Iman. Iman. In this world, there are only two possibilities. Either a person has iman, the nur of iman in their heart, or they have kufr, the zulm of kufr in their heart. There's no third possibility. No third possibility. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, هُوَ Kafir, Wa Mu'min, Wallahu bima Basir, And Allah Ta'ala is that being who has created some of you, unbeliever, and some of you believe her, and Allah Ta'ala is all knowing and all aware of everything that you do. But this is a choice, and another Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, "Man al Yu'min wa man al Whoever wants, they can have the nur of iman, and whoever opts and chooses, they can take the zulmat of kufr. It's a choice. It's a choice. So either we believe and accept, or we reject and deny. And this is an all or nothing. There's no way you can have iman in some things and not have iman in other things. Have iman in some things about the Prophet ﷺ and have doubts about other things. Iman is 100% all or nothing. Second thing you should know is that Allah wa ta'ala loves the feeling of iman and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala detests the feeling of kufr. Not the person who has kufr. Allah Ta'ala is inviting the person who has kufr. You will see in so many ayahs of Quran, Allah Ta'ala is addressing Ya al İnsan, Ya al Nas, Ahlul Kitab, Mushrikeen, all inviting, inviting, inviting, inviting. In fact, if you were to collect the verses in which Allah Ta'ala is offering His mercy and forgiveness to all the non-believers in Quran, you would be amazed how many verses there are. One verse that all of you know, Ya al İnsan, Ma gharrika birabbika kareem <laughs> That's why right. Allah doesn't detest the people. Allah is reaching out to those people. That, oh humanity who has chosen Kufr, what in the world has distracted you, deluded you, made you forget your Rabbi Kareem, your kind and generous Rabb? So, as far as the people of Kufr go, our deen teaches us that we should have the same attitude towards them. Same attitude. There's the community of our dawah, of our kindness, of our compassion, and our mercy. But as far as the kufr itself We dislike it Because it's a tragedy Everybody doesn't like a tragedy And the greatest tragedy that could happen to a human being Is kufr And the greatest thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Loves is iman If we only knew how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the iman That we have in our heart One example Allah says in Quran "Allahu subhanahu Ladina amanu." Allah subhanahu wa is the wali Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali of those who believe now this beautiful ayah in Quran you would see throughout Quran Allah ta'ala says what alladheena amanu wa amilas salihat alladheena amanu wa amilas salihat alladheena amanu wa amilas salihat magar jab Allah ta'ala apne vilayit ka taskara pasand karte, hai toh vaha amilas salihat ka shart ko chodta hai just allahu wali Ladina amanu just you have iman Allah ta'ala is your wali just on the basis of iman, that's how beloved that iman is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will take those. <laughs> They're amal They're in Zulamat. <laughs> Look, Allah Ta'ala is talking about ahli iman who according to Quran are inside Zulamat. They're inside the zulumat, the darkness of their sin, the oppression of their sin, the darkness of depression. Hmm? And Allah Ta'ala says, He will take them out of the zulumat, of all of the darknesses, إلى nur, into the nur. Same nur that was coming into Qalb, Same nur that is nur of iman. Same nur that is nur of Islam. Same nur that is shara sadar. Allah Ta'ala wants to take us into nur. <laughs> Just a wali. Allah Ta'ala is wali of us. Imagine if some peasant, farmer, the king told, went to that peasant and told that peasant that I am your wali. Oh, the peasant would be so happy. <laughs> like, oh my God, the king said he's my wali. Hmm? <coughs> we should be infinitely more happy that we are ordinary mu'min. And Allah Ta'ala is saying in Quran, Allah wali yu ladhi na amanu. You should feel it. Problem today is we don't feel the love that Allah Ta'ala has for us in Quran. And therefore we don't feel the love we're supposed to have for Him. Many people think that the Sawuf, beginning of the Sawuf is that you should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. <laughs> beginning of the Sawuf is actually first to realize you are the, already the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> yes. That's the first step in the To realize how much Allah subhanahu ta'ala loves you and then to start loving Him. Proof is in Qur'an. What did Allah subhanahu ta'ala say in Qur'an? يُحِبُّهُمْ ويحبونه. يُحِبُّهُمْ First Allah Ta'ala said, and Allah Ta'ala loves them. Means Mu'minin. And Allah loves the believers, وَيُحِبُّونُهُ And the believers love Allah. ajib ter deep Quran, man. wa وَيُحِبُّونُهُ Allah Ta'ala loves the believers, and the believers love Allah. The first step is at you to realize Allah Ta'ala is my... If you have iman, once you have iman, you got Allah Ta'ala. you ask any non muslim who accepted Islam Yes and what's the biggest difference That came in your life they always tell you one thing Allah Before I was Muslim I didn't have Allah And now that I'm Muslim I have Allah SWT In their so sweet simple way They've understood exactly Islam But the person who was born Muslim Doesn't feel that connection with Allah SWT Doesn't realize that by virtue of Iman What did he get? He got Allah SWT Another ayah, Allah ta'ala says in Qur'an Allahu That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali of the believers So the greatest blessing that we have is our iman There is nothing more valuable to us than iman Yes, Allah Ta'ala has given us many blessings A person has their life, their wealth, their honor Their mal, their wealth, their jaan, their life, their izzat, their honor And you will see that a human being will always be willing to sacrifice the lower blessing for the greater blessing. For example, people spend so many years earning their money. But if they ever get sick and they have a life-threatening illness, hmm, then even though they value their money, they value their life more than their money, they will spend all of their money to cure that life-threatening illness. Even if they're 65 years old, and if they spend all of their money, how much more life they just prolonging the inevitable, they just be able to live five, ten more years, no problem. Life is so valuable to them that they will spend all of their money in order to extend their life. Then if there's a person whose izzat is threatened, let's say a husband whose wife's honour is in danger, and he knows that if he offers himself up, that he will be able to protect his wife Than that same life that was so valuable to him that he would have spent all of his money just for a few more years of his life. His izzat is even more valuable to him. He will give up his life to save his izzat. And our iman, iman more valuable than wealth, more valuable than life, more valuable than izzat. We should be willing to give up our wealth, our life, our honor for iman. We would do anything for the sake of this iman. That is how valuable is this Iman We have to start feeling like that But many times Muslims who live in countries like this They don't have that feeling (laughs) They want to cut corners on their Iman They want to compromise on their Iman They want to hide their Iman Hmm? When it comes to the dunya What do they want? They want the best and the most And when it comes to deen What do they want? They want the least and the easiest yes I say it again what do they want they want best car they want best education, best job, best career, best neighborhood, best house, best car if they're women they want the best appliances best furniture, best fabric, best bathroom set, best dish set, best education for children best best, and best now if it's within the halal. And within Sharia, fine. And if it doesn't put you in a ghafla, doesn't distract you from Allah taala, second condition, fine. But how come nobody says, I want the best taqwa. I want the best haya. I want to pray the best salah that I can. I want to make the best dua that I can. I want to have the best Quran that I can have. Nobody thinks like that. Remember no? we explain in Urdu, dunya meyar mayar or deen mein guzara. This is our philosophy of life. me میں har cheese چیز میار Or Deen din me me That's not balance. That's imbalance. That's not balance. The best sunnah the best adab the best akhlaq I want to become the best abd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the best ummati I can of the Prophet wasallam. Nobody thinks like that. Oh Don't have the love for Allah in our heart? We don't have the value for our iman. Now a question comes, right? People don't value their iman. So we give you a story, Shaykh Sadi Rimullah in his Gulistan, which is a Persian book of stories, parables, morals, wisdom. So he tells a story about himself. He says, when he was a small boy, his mother had given him a gold ring and he used to wear that gold ring. But when he went out into the market, there were some people they used to see that look at this small boy and he's got such a gold ring. So one person came up to him and said, little boy, come over here. And he says, I went to him and he said he took out a candy and he said, little boy, why don't you suck on this candy? And he sucked on the candy and it was so sweet. And he said, little boy, can you show me what's on your finger? So he took the ring and showed it to him. He said, little boy, why don't you suck on this ring? Well oh, he sucked on the ring and no taste. So he said, little boy, would you like to trade that which is not sweet for that which is sweet? And little boy, he says, I was little boy, I said, yes. So I gave him the gold ring and I took the candy and put it in my mouth and I went home. <laughs> and Sheikh Sadhyata is explaining this. Why does he write this? Because our iman is like the gold ring And these different pleasures in the world are like the candy And why does the young man trade And sacrifice and hurt his iman Just to suck on the sweet candy of this world Yes, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Said in the hadith Al-hayā'u <professionals> iman Another hadith Al-hayā'u shu'matun min al-iman Imam Bukhari Rimmullah Made a whole chapter in his sahih About this hadith About haya being iman so we give up our haya, which means we give up our iman, just for the candies of this world, just for the sweetness of this world, just for the pleasures of this world. But that person who has shara sadr that person who has the nur in their kalb, that person, they have tasted the pleasure of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you taste the pleasure of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you're no longer interested in the pleasures of this world. That's what it takes. If you're hooked onto something, if you're addicted to something, the only way you can get unhooked from this world is by getting hooked onto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only way you can stop your addiction to sin is by getting addicted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes? That's what the Masha'ik teach. How to hook your qalb onto the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you will be uninterested in the pleasures and candies that this world has to offer. I'll look at the iman of the magicians And the story of Sayyidina Musa That They just accepted iman For a few seconds Just a few seconds they have iman And look in Quran how they will be tested So what happened That after long story You would know Musa a.s. The magicians He tosses, they toss And they realize that this is a true Nabi hmm? So then what did they say Allah Ta'ala loved their words so much That Allah Ta'ala put their words In Quran what did they say? They said that all of them said, every single one of them said, that we believe in Allah Ta'ala, the Rabb of all of the universe and worlds. He is the Rabb of Sayyidina Musa, the Rabb of Sayyidina Hunla Islam. So then immediately Allah preserved dialogue in the Quran. Fir'aun immediately said to them, Amantum bihi kabla an adulakum. Are you daring to obey? Believe in that rub before I gave you permission? I have not allowed you to believe in that rub. I didn't bring you to this contest so that you would believe in that rub. <speaking in Hebrew> this is a twisted plot that you have hatched and you have devised. Alright. Then what does he say to them? So then just forwarding a little bit, he says to them, Lookbar, La Anna wa al Julukum I am going to cut and amputate one arm and one leg from opposite sides. then what am I going to do to you and then i 'm going to crucify all of you he said that to these magicians that they just had iman for one minute, maybe one second they 've had iman so far, and such a big challenge to their imam oh, you can do nothing to us. <laughs> Your threat means nothing to us. We are so firm on iman, you can cut our arm off, you can cut our leg off, you can crucify us. We are only turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah such strong iman. Just after a few minutes, they had such strong iman. And today, one boss will tell you one small thing, that he will dock your pay. A person told me this real story recently. That there were some Muslims who were working And they wanted to go for Jummah So the boss told them That if you're going to go for Jummah I'm going to cut one hour of your pay Then there were five of them Two of them said we're going to go anyway No problem, you can cut one hour of the pay The other three said, okay, fine, we won't go One hour of pay One hour But So here the two that went They went And at the end of the month those two got the full pay. The other three, he cut one hour of their pay. So those three went to him and said, well, we didn't go. He said, I'm not even a believer. But I was just testing you that how real are you? And if you're not even true in your faith, you must not be true to me. So I cut you one hour in on your pay. And he gave them the full pay. <laughs> Allah, akbar Ajeeb. Allah, Kishan. Real story somebody just told me a few days ago. Allah, Hukmar, Kaveena. <laughs> People, iman is so weak. Or they want to look different, they want to talk different, they want to act different, they want to appear different. Many times we tell the Muslims in the West, that if you actively make every single effort in your ability, that when you're out there, people cannot recognize you as a believer. When they see you walking down the street, they have no idea whether you're a Muslim Pakistani or a Hindu Indian. When they see you walking down the street, they have no idea whether you're a Muslim Arab or some white Ukrainian. Hmm? If they see you walking down the street, they have no idea whether you're a Muslim Nigerian or whether you're a, Black or a Christian Gambian. If you deliberately make yourself in such a way that you are unrecognizable, that your Iman is unrecognizable in this world... What if Allah Ta'ala accepts your intention and makes you unrecognizable to Sayyidina Rasulullah on the Day of Judgment? And when he's going to do Shafaah of his Ummah, just like he wanted all of these people to walk past you without knowing you were Muslim, then what happens on that day if Allah accepts your intention and Sayyidina Rasulullah walks past you without recognizing you as a Muslim? Something to think about. Hmm? Something to think about. What is it that we're embarrassed of? Hmm. Allah Ta'ala is the most perfect Rub, Absolute perfection. Our Nabiya Kareem says, is absolutely perfect. لَكَدْ kana <manyan> لُكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُصْوَةٌ Quran is perfect. Deen is perfect. Shriya is perfect. Sunnah is perfect. These four things are as perfect as Allah Ta'ala is perfect. There's no difference. <laughs> yes. This is about barik. Some you you might misunderstand. But the Sunnah is as perfect as Allah subhanahu wa Taala is perfect. member The Sunnah is as perfect as Allah Taala is perfect. Why? Because Allah Taala made the Sunnah. It's the Allah Taala's perfect creation. It's the Prophet wa The Prophet is the Prophet. It can never be Allah. Creation is creation. Can never be creator. But Allah Ta'ala put all of His perfections in His act of creation when He created Sayyidina Rasulullah Banna Banna, Nabi, Nabiya, Allah, Allah. You can never mistake that. But the Prophet Sallallahu is the perfect creation of Allah Subhanahu. Yes? Like every architect has a masterpiece. Hmm? And when he shows you the masterpiece, what does he say? I just designed the interior finishing? No. If the architect shows you his masterpiece, it means he designed the outside, he designed the inside. He handpicked every single fitting and fixture, every doorknob, every socket, every single thing he will say. I hand-picked it and designed it myself, inside and out. It's my masterpiece. Sayyidina Rasulullah is the masterpiece creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More amazing than the black hole, more amazing than the universe, more amazing than the subatomic particles than the quarks. The most amazing thing Allah subhanahu wa taala made is Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu wa And we are such good fortune to be a member of the ummah of that incredible Prophet sallallahu wa hmm? Today, if a young man gets selected for the football team, he's so happy. He comes home. Says, I'm selected. Selected for the team. Oh, like they, you are Mustafa. You were selected for Ummah Mustafa You have been selected for the Ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah You should be happy. You are selected for the team. You want to wear the team's jersey. Hmm? And you are selected for the Ummah of the Prophet wasallam. and you can't wear his jersey. Hmm? So we should have true Iman. True Iman. The first way then that we will get this Shari sadar is by getting this iman in our heart. The greatest iman you can see is that iman of the Sahaba Ikram. All Sahaba Ikram radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in. All Sahaba, every Sahaba had kamal iman. Proof is in Qur'an. Yes, Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا أَمَنْتُمْ فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا أَمَنْتُمْ بِهِ if you bring Iman in the way the Sahaba brought Iman, what is the Quran saying of making what is the Mayar Sahaba? Yes? If you bring Iman the way the Sahaba brought Iman, then you will be people who follow Hidayah. One is to receive Hidayah, one is to follow Hidayah. You will be rightly guided if you have the Iman that the Sahaba ikram had. Now, what could we tell you about the Iman of Sahaba? Ikram? Hmm? Allah oh, Akbar, so many stories about Sahaba. But well, then the whole bayan, will be on Iman and not set this other. We could talk to you all night about Sahaba. Allah Akbar. Just take Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hmm? From the worldly perspective, he's a slave. He's from Habash, a non-Arab, also viewed down by worldly perspective. Right? He accepts Iman. Hmm? Then what happens? Umayyah, Abu Lahab, Abu Jahal, all these mushrikeen of Mecca. What do they start doing? They start torturing him. Hmm? How do they torture him? They lay him out flat Hmm? in the blazing sun of the Arabian desert. And his back is being scorched by the hot sand. And then on his stomach, what do they do? They pick up boulders and they start putting it on him. And Allah, what type of iman does he have? Every chance he gets a breath Every voice he can utter, he says, "Ahad, Ahad, Ahad." That one Allah, I can never leave that one Allah subhanahu wa taala. That's why Mashaik and Rudu they say Yes, he was getting such a sweet pleasure and joy from testifying to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That pleasure made him immune and unfeeling to the pain of the heat or the torture or the weight that they put on them. If only we could also learn to feel the pleasure of our iman. If only we could learn to tap into halawat iman, the lutf and lazat of iman. Hmm? then we will be immune to all of these temptations that are around us oh how to have iman now explain there are three reasons why people are in danger of losing iman yes losing iman why because Sayyidina rasulullah sallallahu wa said that towards the end of time one of the alamat of qiyamah Will be that towards the end of time a person will wake up in a state of iman and when they go to sleep at night they will have lost their iman. Yes? That's another topic again, but if we were to go through with you all of the alamat that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi has mentioned in authentic hadith that will be found inside the ummah, every single one has already been found inside the ummah. Interest will be widespread Music will be widespread Haya will be gone oh, So many signs Each and every single one is there Once in Lahore University We gave them I think over 50 signs <laughs> Yes Over 50 signs from Hadith Every single one is already there <clears throat> So I mean you should think like that That we are living Nobody knows when the end will come The end phase doesn't tell you the ending When it is going to come but if we're living in that end phase, Nuzul is Zaman, when a person can wake up with Iman and lose their Iman by the time they go to sleep. So what are the three reasons the Mashaikh mentioned then? Three reasons why when a person will put themselves in danger of losing their Iman. Number one is that we don't do shukr of this gift of Iman. We take it for granted. We're not grateful for this Iman. We're ungrateful. No shukri. Ungrateful for Iman. And when you're not grateful for something, you take it for granted, you're in danger of losing it. In danger of losing it. Second, is that we're not afraid of losing iman. We don't even think like that. It's not even our fear. We're not even wary of that. We're fearless. We think somehow we're guaranteed to die on iman. No, we should be afraid. We should fear that what would happen to me if I lose my iman? Because if I've lost the sifat of iman, if I've lost the haya, which is the sifat of iman, I've lost the taqwa, that is the sifat of iman, I've lost the sabr, that is the sifat of iman, I don't have the shukr, that is the sifat of iman, if I have lost all of the sifat of iman, then shouldn't I be afraid that I'm going to lose the essence of iman? I don't have the characteristic of the believers. Hmm? Every person should be afraid. And third way a person is in danger of losing their iman, Allahu Akbar, is when they hurt listen carefully. When they hurt the heart of somebody else whose heart has iman. Yes? When we hurt someone who is also a mu'min, Allah Ta'ala looks at that. Allah Ta'ala says, Look, the fact that they had iman, that should have stopped, that was enough to stop you. No matter what they did to you, they were mean to you, they were unjust to you, right? That's well I teaches teachers in Qur'an al That they swallow their anger Second step, they forgive So what does it mean? Why are they forgiving? Because they were wrong, wronged They were wronged A wrongdoing was done to them An injustice was done to them They got justifiably angry They were angry not because they're angry people They felt anger because they were wronged and Allah Taala teaches in Quran that when you were wronged and the anger comes in you because you were wronged, you should swallow that anger wa'afin and you should forgive. And that ayah saying wa'afin not it's saying anas, not even just mutminin. So if a person has iman in their kalb, how could we hurt that heart which had iman in it? Means we didn't value the iman they had. And if we don't value the iman in others, then Allah Ta'ala can take our iman away ourselves. Yes. Allahu Akbar. That's why Hazrat Ashraf Ali Thandram used to tell his mureeds, that usko Allah ka banda kar maaf <laughs> That's it. He just said, look, forget everything. Just look at the fact that they have iman in their heart. Forgive them. Just for the sake of the iman they have. And sometimes the husband has to be told this also usko allah ke bandi samajh kar iman hai na uske dil mein uske dil ke andar jo iman hai us iman ko usko allah talaki ki mafkarlo, maaf kar lo allah taala bahut darje yes you should look at the wife and if she has iman in her heart that maybe she did something wrong she did something foolish it happens, right she did something wrong and something foolish. So look at the fact that she has Iman in her heart and forgive her for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because she has Iman in her heart. So the third way a person is in danger of losing iman is because they hurt the hearts of the people who have iman. So how can we preserve our iman? Two things. Going back to the first cause La In Shakartum La Azidan and we must always be grateful for our iman. Have shukr for iman. If we can every day, every day do shukr for iman, not only will that iman be mahfuz, there will be ziyadah, ziyadatul to iman. Our iman will go up. What's a beautiful way, Sayyidina Rasulullah, he sallallahu sallam taught us in sunnah, dua, how to do shukr of iman. Beautiful dua. And you should all learn and use this dua every single day to make shukr of iman. رَضِيْتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّ Oh Allah, I'm so happy and pleased that you, Allah Ta'ala, you are my Rabb. Islami دِينَ And I'm so overjoyed that Islam is my deen, my way of life. And that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam, Sayyidul Anbiya wal Mursaleen Imamul Anbiya wal Mursaleen Khatimul Nabiyeen He is my Nabi. <laughs> I'm so happy about these three things. Allah Ta'ala, I'm so grateful to you for these three things. You have to learn to make dua from the heart. Heartfelt dua. Another problem we have is we don't have feelings in our heart when we are saying the words on our tongue. Yes. Recently somebody met me. They said, I say salawat one thousand times. (laughs) <laughs> then asked, "How many do you say with feeling? What? What's happening? Ginting to dekha ra apna apko shabash de raha tha. Mujhe bhi dekhaane ki goshish kar raha tha. Hmmm? Ye to hazaar dafa dilruti prata. So how many do you say? He said I recite salawat on the person one thousand times a day. So how many of them do you say with feeling? Stunned. Hmmm? Maybe he. Now I'm thinking he was silent. Maybe he says ten with feeling. <laughs> Maybe he says five with feeling. So do we think that's going to give us sawab? Don't those early Mashaikh when they used to recite thousands of salawat, they were saying each and every one with feeling. That I can tell you. If you make this zikr of drud with feeling, if you recite 1,000 drud with feeling, that will do a lot for your tazkiyat. But you just roll it off like this, it's not going to do anything for your tazkiyat. Won't do anything for your task You will get sawab in your book of deeds that you said the druid 1000 times, but it's not going to have an effect. So the Mishaikh mentioned one thing is the ajr and sawab of an act, one thing is the ta'thir of an act, one thing is the qurb that you get because of an act. The sawab you can get ju- just from the tongue, but the uthr and the qurb that only comes when you did it with the heart. To those people who love the Prophet so much. That every time they said salawat, their heart was melted. So for those people, they say it 1,000 times, it has a big effect on their tazkiyah. But just rasman adatan parna. Ye kaun sa zikr ban gaya? You misunderstood tazkiyah. You misunderstood tazkiyah. That's what you thought tazkiyah is. Allahu akma. So we have to have a heart. Heart. So khair. The first sabab of getting shara is iman. The second sabab is ilm. Ilm. And then Ibn Qayyim so for a little bit of enjoyment for some of us who know the Arabic, وَلَيْسَ لِكُلِّ بَلِّ الْإِلْمِ عَنِ الرَّسُولِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ Not every knowledge is going to give you shara Sadr. But rather that ilm that is maruf, that has come as a wurasud from Sayyidina Rasulullah. What does that mean? Ilm of deen. Ilm of deen. Why? Because the Prophet said in the hadith, Al ilmunur, that that knowledge of deen is a nur, is a light that will make your heart radiant, that will purify our heart. And not everybody has to become an alim, that's not what is meant. But what did Sayyidina Wasallam say? Talabul ilmi. Allah Kulli kulli Muslimin wa Muslimah That seeking ilm is Fard is mandatory on every single male believer and every single female believer. So to become a talib, that is required. You don't have to become an alim. You should always have some activity in which you're learning ilm. Some activity when you're increasing in your ilm, even if it's learning a bit more about seerah, learning a bit more about the sunnah, learning a bit more about the fseer, learning about the asmal, husna, their meanings, learning how to feel their meanings. But everyone, young or old, the Prophet said, not hadith, that ilma, you must seek ilm from the cradle to the grave, all the way till death. To the second way, then a person will get this shara sadr. As if they're involved in some activity, learning their ill, increasing in their ill, increasing in their knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, increasing in their knowledge about the way Allah wa ta'ala wants them to be. Third way that a person will get this Sharai Sadhir. That is the love for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. In Ajeeb, what does he write? الْإِنَابَةُ إِلَى اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ وَمُحَبَّتِهِ بِكُلِّ الْقَلْبِ That they yearn for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they love Him بِكُلِّ الْقَلْبِ with all of their heart. Yes, all of the heart has to be given for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wholeheartedly to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does that mean? That we can love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then after we have that, then we can love anything in this world that is in His name, is for His sake, or that He has allowed us to love. So what does that remove? The nafsani, shahwani, shaitani love, the unlawful lustful love, or the unlawful materialistic love, hubbal dunya, love for the world has to be removed. All of the heart has to be given for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because Allah ta'ala said in Qur'an, مَا جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِرَجْلٍ مِنْ فِي That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given a person two hearts in their chest. One heart. For that one Allah ta'ala. For the sake of that Allah. But one heart. One heart. And if we're two-hearted, that means we're two-faced. That's the real nifaq. That's the real durangi. That we pretend we love Allah Ta'ala in the day and that we have other loves that we have in our heart at night. That outwardly we look as if we're the lovers of Allah, we're in sajda, but inside our mind is thinking about other things. Thinking about the shop, thinking about studies, thinking about work. How could we be thinking about those things when we were doing sajda to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala? So to have love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, to have love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then he says another fascinating thing he says for that there are two types of love two types of love number 1 hi jannat dunya that there is a love that is the paradise of this world nafs and is the pleasure and happiness of the self qalb and is the pleasure of the heart ruh and is the joy of the ruh and is the sustenance of it the medicine of it bal but is the life of it and that is to love allah alone with all of the heart and then he said there's another love there's another love muhammadan it's a torment for the soul wa qalb it's a jail for the heart and it is going to constrict the breast. And what is that? Muhammadin Siwa? That that is love for Ghirullah. Allah love for Ghirullah. Love before nikah, love outside of nikah, or love for the world, the material world, or love of the self, ujub, or love for fame, hubbijah, all of these loves are going to be a darkness compared to the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the third way to get that shari sadr is to have a deep love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First way was iman, second way was ilm, third way was love for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and the fourth way is Dhikr. Dhikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He writes, "Dawamu zikrihi ala kulli hal, falil zikri ta'athirun ajibun fin shara That they should always be doing zikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala all the time, all the time. This is why Allah wa Taala said in Quran. Ya ayuhih aladina اللَّهَ zikran كَثِيرًا That all you who believe, you must make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa taala zikr kathir. Allah Taala commanded sabr in Quran, didn't say kathir. Commanded tawakkul in Quran, didn't say kathir. Commanded shukr in Quran, didn't say kathir. Out of all of the sifat Allah commanded in Quran, when He commanded zikr, Allah Taala said kathir. Why? Because a little zikr is not going to be enough. When Allah Ta'ala described the Salah, the prayer of the Munafiqin. He said, لا يذكرون الله إلا قليلا. That they don't make zikr except a little bit. They make a little bit of zikr in their Salah. So if we look in our heart and we see that I have a little bit of zikr in Salah, means I'm like the Munafiq. And the الذين amnu, they make zikr كثير. وَالضَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ wal dhakirat and those men believers who remember Allah Ta'ala a lot, and those women believers who remember Allah Ta'ala a lot. So we have to become people of zikri kathir. And that is what is going to put the nur of Allah Ta'ala's hidayah into our Qalb is going to put the nur of iman into our Qalb. Sayyidina Ali Allah used to say a strange thing. He said, every time a mu'min does zikr of Allah Ta'ala, it falls between two times That Allah Ta'ala does zikr of them Yes He says why Because whenever a mu'min does zikr of Allah It's only because Allah ta'ala Remembered them and gave them tawfiq to do zikr of him So first Allah Ta'ala remembers the person And sends a nur Of his hidayah into their heart To inspire that person To make zikr of Allah So first what happened Allah Ta'ala remembered them Then they remembered Allah Ta'ala. When they remember Allah Ta'ala, what happens? Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ That you make zikr of me, then I will make zikr of you. So once they made zikr of Allah Ta'ala, then again Allah Ta'ala remembered them. Then Allah Ta'ala sent the nur of his fazl and his karam and his tajalli and his waridat and fuyuzat and anwarat and barakat unto their kal. Oh, what a wonderful hmm, zikr sandwich. hmm? What a wonderful life to be. That you make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And before you did zikr of Allah, ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala remembered you. After you do zikr of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala remembered you. That is the life Allah wa ta'ala wants us to live. What a beautiful way of life. What a beautiful concept of life. This is the way of the life of the Zaqiren, Allah <laughs> kathina wa And then they do so much zikr, so much zikr that what did Allah ta'ala say about them in Quran? رِجَالٌ an That there are such people that even when they're engaged in the world, worldly activity, material pursuit, sale and commerce, and tijara, even then, they can never be distracted from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what zikr is that? It's not zikr of the tongue. Because their tongue is obviously busy buying, selling, negotiating. It's not zikr of the tongue It's zikr of the heart Their heart is always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's why Allah ta'ala said in the Quran أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ That الْقُلُوبِ Don't you see that only and only In the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will the hearts find itminan That's why Allah ta'ala said in Quran "Wala تَطِعْ man أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ أَن And don't you obey And don't follow That person whose Qalb, whose spiritual heart We have made empty of our dhikr, May have dhikr on their tongue But their heart is empty of our dhikr. That's the word Allah says in Qur'an Their heart is empty of our zikr Don't follow that person Allah Haqman And that's what happens When we pray, right? We are already masters At doing zikr with the tongue With an empty heart that's so why people say, I pray Salah and I don't feel anything. What does that mean? So where was the problem? The body is doing Zikr. The body is in Rukud. The body is going in Sajda. The tongue was doing Zikr. The tongue is reciting Suratul Al-Fatiha, Surah SubhanAllah bin Adim, SubhanAllah bin Allah. So if a person prays Salah and doesn't feel anything in their Salah, it doesn't mean that their body doesn't do Zikr. It doesn't mean that their tongue doesn't do Zikr. It means their qalb is not doing Zikr. So what type of training does such a person need?
1: Hmm?
0: <coughs> Should we tell them to read more Nafil Salah? Or they can't even feel at all in fard Salah? Hmm? No, they need to be trained how to do Zikr with the heart. <laughs> That's the missing ingredient in their life. That's what's missing in their Ibadah. That's missing in their Salah. They said, I read Quran and my mind is wandering. <laughs> I read Quran and my heart is not into it. Even they say it in English. They say, I read Quran and my heart is not into it. So what the Qur'an is doing zikr? They're doing zikr with the tongue when they're reading Qur'an. Their heart is not able to... Heart, heart, why? Because the heart is full of love for this world. The heart does not have the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yet. And I'm telling you honestly, that heart that has the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that heart that has been trained in zikr, can do talawat of Qur'an, and they may not even understand the Arabic language at all but because their kalb has the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will feel more in that talawah than as somebody who's even studied tarjman tursi. Yes? Yes? Is, is there a the feeling in their heart? Okay, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. i answer the question. So if you look at Qur'an, we have three things in Qur'an. One is the words of Qur'an. One is the meanings of Qur'an. And third is the feelings of Qur'an. So some people, they think that the words and the meanings, if you know them, it's enough. And I have many friends who are Arabs, and I have teachers who are Arab also. But we don't have to use the example of a person who is Arab. Everyone in this room, in this masjid, can be an example for what I'm about to say. Surat al-Fatiha. Every one of us knows the words of Surat al-Fatiha. Everyone here will know the meanings of Surat al-Fatiha. If nothing else, they know the meaning of Alhamdulillah. But then they say, we don't feel it. So what does it mean if you know the word, and you know the meaning, that doesn't necessarily bring you to the feeling. So this is a misunderstanding people have, that if you know the meaning, you will definitely have the feeling. No, we're showing you a real example. person knows the meanings of Surah Fatiha, they can't feel it. i give you another example. In Salah, there's another sentence we say over and over again. Every one of you knows the words. Every one of you knows the meaning. What is that sentence? Allahu Akbar. How many of you feel it? How many of you actually when you say Allahu Akbar from your heart, you feel that you are magnifying and testifying to the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many of us just roll it off our tongue without feeling it at all? Alama qurtubi he was one of the great Arab scholars of deen and a mafasr of Qur'an. In his muqaddimah, in his preface to his tafsir, he's written that a person who knows Arabic language alone, that is not enough to understand Quran. Yes? And if you look at even the whole activity of tafsir, it's big classical tafsir written in Arabic, by Arab scholars, for people who obviously can learn know Arabic. Right? So it means that the Quran needs to be explained, the Quran needs to be felt. I'll give you proof from Quran itself. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, rahman fas'al bihi بِهِ خَبِيرًا Al-Rahman, now you know the meaning of the word Al-Rahman. Everyone knows the meaning of the word Al-Rahman. But will the meaning bring you to the feeling? No. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, ar rahman Allah proclaims Himself as Al-Rahman. But if you want to feel the feeling, Fasal. You must go ask someone, bihi خَبِيرًا Who understands the feeling of Allah ta'ala being Al-Rahman. Well, the Quran is full of this hukm to ask. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, "Fas'alu ahlaz-zikri in kuntum tat'lamun." That you must ask the people of knowledge. Allah ta'ala could have said fas'alu ahlal ilmi, no? Fas'alu ahlaz-zikri in kuntum tat'lamun. So we have to be people who ask, who inquire, who learn. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, "Wattabi' sabila man anaba ilayya." You must do ittiba. You must follow the path of that person who has turned to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Taala in the Quran, Ya Ayuhihladina Amnu Tukul Lahu Wa Kunu Masadikin, Kunu Masadikin. You must put yourself with people. And if nothing else in Surah Fatiha when we make dua, Ihdina Siratul Mustaqim. So what is that path? Who has the right to tell us what Siratul Mustaqim is? Allah Taala. And what does He say? Siratul Ladina. It's a path of people. It's not a path of books. It's not a path of words. It's not a path of language. It's a path of people Allahina, Which people? An'amta alayhim Those people whom Allah Ta'ala you, you have sent your favor on them Who are those people? Allah Ta'ala explains in Quran minan nabiyina So you know when you make Surah Fatihah You're actually making dua to Allah Ta'ala Many times people will try to convince you That no you don't need to follow anyone You should just read for yourself You say no It's against Quran so every day in Fatah I'm begging Allah Ta'ala to make me a follower of Surat al-Mustakim and I'm begging Allah Ta'ala to make me a follower of Nabiyyin, of Siddiqin, who are people, of Shuhada, who are people, and of Salihin. Every day I ask Allah Ta'ala to make me a follower of Salihin. How can you tell me I don't have to follow anyone? It's against Qur'an, Azim Ashan. So we have to get the feelings. You will get the wordings of Qur'an from the ulama of the words of Qur'an. They're called Qurra. It's called Tajweed and Qur'an, Mujawid Qari. You have to get the knowledge of the meanings of Qur'an from the ulama who have the meanings of Qur'an. They're called Alim Mufassir. And you have to get the feelings of Qur'an from the people who feel the feelings of Qur'an. They're called the awliya Siddiqeen, Salihin, mashaykh. Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, he used to keep the company of Abul Hashim Who was a Sufi And not an Alim And Imam Ahmad Rimallah Was a great muhaddith Great faqih So his students asked him The Shaykh You're such a big Alim And you're sitting with Abul Hashim And he said yes And what did he say? Ana Alimun bi-kitabillah <laughs> huwa Alimun billah Allah akbar I'm an Alim of the book of Allah Meanings huwa Alimun billah <laughs> Feelings but this means he's not an alum of the book. He doesn't know the meanings. That's what he meant. He doesn't know the meanings, but he has the feelings. But here, this is something a person can understand when they experience it. Right? So everybody is open to try. Try to experience the feelings of Qur'an. And you can start with Surah Al-Fatiha. Start with Allahu Akbar. Even if you could start feeling the Allahu Akbar in our salah, our salah would be different. Imagine that person who from their heart says, Allah Ta'ala is the greatest and ev- so many times in every salah, it'd be difficult to say. That would then become in the salah That would become that prayer that stops a person from the things that are foul and vulgar and profane and repudiated. So, all of this is an example of zikrullah, which is the fourth way to get shaddah salah. The fifth way is al ihsan ila khalq wa naf'ihim. What does this mean? To treat people well. To treat creation well. Not even insan, halk. To treat creation well, however much is possible. All of you must have heard the Sahih Hadith and Sahih Bukhari. Sahih Bukhari, Ajib That there was a woman from the Bani Israel. Okay, I badkar urat. Means in English, a woman of immodesty. Put it that way. A woman of immodesty. From the Bani Israel. And she was at a well and she was drinking water and then there was a dog that came and the dog was panting and panting and she could tell the dog was thirsty. So then she got some water from the well and she gave the dog some water to drink. And in the whole hadith there's no mention of her iman, no mention of any amal. It's just mentioned that she's a woman from the Bani Israel. It doesn't even say she's a mu'mina from the Bani Israel. And then what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do Because she had this ihsan towards this creature then hmm? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave her for her sin And sent hidayah into her heart Allahu akbarna If a woman who is A prostitute, that's what it means An immodest woman Can give a bit of water to a dog And get the hidayah and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then imagine if we were to be kind towards a fellow mu'min A mu'min that creation that is a human, and that human who has iman, imagine how much Allah subhanahu wa Taala will give us. Hmm? So that's why he writes, that that's another way, that a person will get shari sadr, shari sadr, the nur from Allah subhanahu wa Taala, if we are good to people, to whatever extent is possible, however much is able. Number six he writes is, as shujaa Okay, I have to skip one or two, that he's mentioned. But the next one we do for tonight is the ash 'ah. That, how can we explain to you? That means courage versus cowardice. Hmm? What does it mean? What type of courage? You can understand this in two ways. Himma and istiqamat on your deen. That you have strength and perseverance and steadfastness on your deen. Another type of courage is that you have courage to fight and battle your nafs. Yes? Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an Inna nafsala النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارْتُمْ bisu'i. That indeed the nafs is overwhelmingly commanding you to do evil. But a person can fight it. How? Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامُ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ So what does the person have to do? Naha, nahan nafs They have to actively forbid and prevent and stop their nafs الهوى, from following its own desires. From following unlawful desires Now who's going to be able to do that? Hmm? What's the feeling you need to do it? من You need to have fear This is the feeling that a person has And you would think What does this have to do with الشجع Courage No If you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You will have courage against your nafs And it's because we don't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That we don't have courage against our nafs We give up so say, oh, I don't know if I can do it. What can I do? I can't stop myself. I'm addicted to it. You know, I've tried stopping it before, but then again I repeat doing it. We lose hope. We actually become um, a juban, we're a coward when it comes to our nafs. No. A person should be strong, should be courageous, should be dynamic, should be active in stopping their nafs from following its unlawful desires. Will you get that strength? ...from the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man khafa maqam rabbihi. That person who is afraid of that day... ...when they will stand in front of their rub, The majesty of their rub, The might of their rub, The power of their rub. They think about that... ...and that makes them enough scared... ...that now they get the courage to stop their nafs. Before they used to give in to their nafs. It's very important. And every single time... ...we stop our nafs from doing sin... Allah, Nabi Karim ﷺ mentioned hadith That at that moment our du'as are accepted That's a moment of kabuliyat al-du'a so Every time you lower your gaze You should make du'a If you're wondering Oh, I have some difficulty I don't know how to get out of it Next time you go into the bazaar You're walking around And there was an opportunity To look at something you shouldn't look at Lower your gaze And right there make du'a And ma'ar Ke Allah <laughs> ta'ala zaate Jo nakht Ho dharne Yes, Allah will immediately grant you immediately grant you the sawab for staying away from that sin. <coughs> we don't know, we don't do it. We don't take advantage of the opportunities. That's why Sayyidina Allah, you know Sahaba Ram, when they used to just pass through the bazaar, not even going to it. They just had to walk through it. The Prophet said, No, you can't just do that. I'm going to teach you how to walk through it you're going to lower your gaze and you're going to recite this tasbih while you walk through the bazaar. لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك لا له الملك wa الحمد ويميت بياده الخير وهو على kulli shay'in And that's how the Prophet trained Sahaba. That even when you walk past the bazaar, you should lower your gaze and recite this tasbih. Allahu akbar And they were Sahaba. <laughs> and they were Sahaba. And those of us who work in the corporate world or work in society, huh? We don't have that etiquette. We don't have that etiquette. So we should have a shuja'a. We should be dynamic. We should be engaged. We should be courage. We should be bold. Bold in fighting our nafs. We should not become a slave of our desires. Arabs used to say that don't be abdun nafs, become abun nafs. Become the father of your nafs. Become the master of your nafs. Don't be a slave to your desires. Be a master of your nafs. And actively stop it whenever it wants to lead us into sin. Seventh thing that we do for tonight and Shada Southern. There are only eight, so seven things to remove the blameworthy attributes. To remove the blameworthy attributes.
1: Hmm?
0: What does this mean? This is Sifat al To leave all the bad attributes. What are the bad attributes? That is unlawful lust. That is anger, being short-tempered. Being rash, being reactive. Hmm? If you remove it, what would you get? It's called hilm. You look at forbearance. You'll be able to listen and reflect. Our Mashaik say in Urdu, handi hmm? You know, like in English, they have you put it on boil and then you let it simmer. Hmm? Let the pot simmer. You need to sit and listen and reflect upon things. And other people, they don't know how to let it simmer, so the top bursts off on the pot. Hmm? You have to have hilm. hilm Another bad attribute Love for the world Materialism You have to remove that Another bad attribute Envy and jealousy Spite, malice, hatred, boghz, Bad feelings for a fellow Muslim It's a blameworthy attribute It's going to block Block the nur of Allah Ta'ala From coming into our cult. We have to remove it We have to remove it In a hadith Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi said then on Laylatul Bara', which is the night before 15th of Shaban, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive the sins of the person who is asking his forgiveness, except except for that person who has boghuz in his heart for his fellow believer. Yes, you have bad feelings in your heart for another believer. Allah ta'ala won't even forgive you. <laughs> Allah Akbar. So we have to remove these blameworthy attributes from inside of us. Another blameworthy attribute is arrogance, pride. Ujub, Riyah, kibr Takabbar Very briefly I will tell you Ujub means to view oneself as something Then kibr to view oneself as something and better than others Then Takabbar, to view oneself as something and better than others And therefore to treat others lower than them That's Takabbar, that's the highest one The worst one To view oneself as something and better than others, and therefore to treat others as if they're lower to them. Allah Akbar. We have those feelings. All of you know the Hadith. What the Prophet said, lan, lan, they will never ever enter into Jannah if they have one dharrah, one drop, one atom of takabar. Huh? So where are they going to go? Hmm? Where are they going to go if they don't enter Jannah? There's only two options in Akhirah. For the mu'min, where are they going to go? Yes. Notwithstanding their iman, they will have to go to Jahannam. Why? Because the taqabr will have to be melted away. Allah, Allah None of us is ready for that melting process. Al-Aman <laughs> al-Hafiz. Na'udhu billahi min zalik. Allahumma ajirna min It's better that we melt away these things now in this world. Hmm? We melted away through Toba. We melted away through Tazkiyah. We melted away through Ibada. We melted away through Mujahada. We melted away through Du'a. Better that we melted away in this world before Allah Taala melts it for us in the fire of Jannah. And the eighth and last way for tonight that a person can get Shadisother is what he calls Talki Fuzul. What does this mean? Fudul means things that are superfluous, are wasteful, are pointless. Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an about That they leave law. We thought that we are only responsible to leave haram. No. Taqwa means to leave what is haram, to leave what is makruh, to leave what is mushtabih, to leave what is doubtful, and to leave what is laugh and fuzul, to leave what is pointless. That's taqwa. Yes? Oh, hukm. And many times people think they're too busy. You're not too busy. You're busy doing fuzul. Because we're so busy in fuzuliyat, we're not able to get fuzilat. We're fuzuli instead of being fuzli. We're supposed to be fuzli getting the fuzil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he mentioned a few things, fudhul and Looking at things, Another can also mean interest. Looking at things or taking an interest in things that are pointless for us. Pointless kalam, talking. Speech, which is of no benefit, no purpose, no value for us. istima listening to things that are of no point, no benefit, no value to us. Mukhalata, mixing with people, interactions, which are pointless interactions. Merely social gatherings which have no benefit, no tatkara, no zikr, no nasiha, no benefit, no purpose to them. Well, akli and fuzul eating, what does it mean? There's a certain amount of food that you need, which is your bodily need. Then when you eat more than that, where do those calories go? They go straight to your nafs. So you should think that the first 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 bites was what I needed. And after that, I'm myself hand-feeding my nafs. Yes? When I eat more than I need, I'm hand-feeding my own nafs. And then my nafs is going to get more and more bloated. And then my nafs is going to make me do sin. (coughs) No. And last thing he meant was fazul nom, That extra sleeping. Oversleeping. The young man, mashallah, on a weekend... They can oversleep. They can't get up until it's p.m. It has to be 12 noon. They can't get up in the a.m. Oversleeping. The whole summer vacation, oversleeping. Every weekend, oversleeping, oversleeping, oversleeping.
1: Hmm?
0: It's amazing that only those people in the Muslims who have a strict corporate life, who have to be work at 9 a.m., they manage to get up at 7, 7.30 a.m. And 90% of Muslims who are not involved in a corporate life, they don't get up properly. They don't maximize their time. You know? Unless... You see him, he'll be at 7 a.m. on the train. He's ready. But if he doesn't have that over them, he doesn't maximize their time because we don't value it. We don't value it. And because we don't value our time, it's also blocking us. So many times when a person says, that, oh, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for what we understand, we translate. No, they have plenty of time, but they're spending all of their time on the fudul. So the last thing for tonight is that all of this, what is what we call in Arabic, wasail. All of this was asbab to get sharasadar. All of this was means to get sharasadar. Right? Iman and ilm and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and dhikr and having good, character, treating people well, having shujaa, being courageous, right taking out the blame or the attributes and finally leaving the fudul all of this is basal. we must make use of this, but there's another thing, and that is that we have to make use of wasila. what does Wasila mean? means ask Allah SWT. we have to make du'a to Allah SWT. we have to beg Allah SWT to put that nur into our heart we have to beg Allah Ta'ala to, to accept us for hidayah again. We have to beg Allah Ta'ala to, to put a second chance of hidayah in our heart. We have to beg Allah Ta'ala to do our shada sadr. That is the most important thing. Because Allah is the real muzakkiya haqiki. He is muqallib al He is the real changer of hearts. So all of these wasail are just a bahana. All of these methods are just a way... For a person to somehow attract the gaze of Allah Ta'ala's mercy on their heart. And if a person is fortunate to get the gaze of Allah Ta'ala's rahmah, of his puzzle, of his karam, then that person who Allah Ta'ala takes out of sin, nobody can bring them back. Nobody can bring them back. So that's the real secret of Deen. Is somehow to do something. Again, thirst kind. Do a little something, crawl towards Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. That's what he said in Hadith Qudsi. I am with my servant when he tries to draw near to me. If he comes to me I hand span, Allah Ta'ala says I come to him in arm's length. If he comes walking to me, Fain Atani Yamshi, my mercy comes running to him, Fa harwala. It means we just have to strive towards Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. That's what Allah said in Qur'an. Qur'an, Fina and those who strive in our way. Subulana, That we will send our hidayah to them and we will guide them on many, many, many paths that lead them to us. So this was our message for tonight that we should remember. That there's something called Shari Sadr in Qur'an. There's a nur. Ala nurum min rabbihi. Ala nurum min rabbihi. That a person is on nur from their Rabb. And we have to get that nur. We have to retain that nur. If we've lost that nur, we have to beg Allah to put that nur again. And that nur is given to us on which branch of Islamic learning, that is the path of tazkiyah, that is the path of purification when we purify our heart means we will get the nur of Allah SWT back again into our heart may Allah SWT accept this du'a from us may he accept this niyat from us tonight, wa da'wana an alhamdulillah bin Anami. before we make du'a and call the adhan, I will share with you the method of our mashaykh for purification of the heart so that you know how is it that our Masha'iq teach us. Number one, five ways of doing zikr every day. That if a person does these zikr-adhkar azkar day, they will get a nur from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one is daily recitation of Qur'an. Daily talaat of Qur'an. If you are disconnected and distant from Kalamullah, you will be disconnected and distant from Allah. And if you are connected and close to Kalamullah, you will be connected and close to Allah sometimes we explain it to our friends in Urdu کہ ہر روز گناہ ہوتا ہے ہر روز گناہ ہوتا نامِ عمال के हर ہر सफ़े पर گناہ है तो अगर हम روز قرآنِ کریم کی تلاوت بھی کر لیں تو قیامت کے دن جب اللہ تعالیٰ کے سامنے پیشے ہوگی خالی نہیں کوئی Bara kaam aiga Shelf per rakhenge kaam ni aiga karenge Dil kaam haiga. Daily recitation of Quran Second is daily istighfar Hundred times a day Why? Because that person who hundred times a day Scrubs their heart Their heart will become clean Hundred times a day scrubs their heart Astaghfirullah rabbi Min kulli zhanbi wa atubu ilay but with feeling. With feeling. Yes? So what's the feeling of istighfar? In order to get the feeling, number one, you should remember some sin. Think of some sin. Then you will feel the feeling of remorse and regret. Or you can make istighfar over a whole group of feelings. Allah Ta'ala, I ask your forgiveness for all the feelings of lust, all the feelings of envy, all the feelings of arrogance. Or you can make istighfar in another way, Allah Ta'ala, I ask your forgiveness for all the sins I ever did in my whole life due to which I couldn't get up for fajr. I ask your forgiveness for all the sins that I've done due to which I have a hot temper, I feel anger. Yes? Third is to recite salawat. You need the rootshreef on the Prophet sallam, 100 times a day. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadun wa barik wa sallam. But with feeling Yes <laughs> You should have quality Quality in our ibadah With feeling What's the feeling? The feeling is a feeling of love That We must have a feeling of love For Sayyidina Rasulullah Feeling that I'm giving him a gift Hadiyah Of my salawat Feeling that he is my Nabi And I him as Ummati Feeling that I'm reasserting my identity I'm writing a stamp I'm stamping my heart hundred times that he's my Nabi, I'm his Ummati. I'm an Ummati, I'm putting a label on myself. Hundred labels a day. Who says we're unlabeled? Every day I recite the dua hundred times, I put hundred times, I want to put the label on myself. That I'm Ummati of Sayyidina Rasulullah i I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. I'm not an ordinary man. I'm a man who believes in a Prophet. Hmm? Uske otai, uske kuch fourth thing it's called wukufi kalbi wukufi kalbi means Arabic it means that whenever you are not doing ibadah which is most of our time so when you're university shop home shopping bazaar family gathering still still to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still to be thinking thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still to feel feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do this all the time How many times will you do this a day? You'll have to do this thousands of times a day. Yes? Thousands and thousands and thousands of times in the day and the night. Always keep reminding yourself of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What will happen? You will keep reminding, reminding, reminding, reminding your heart of Him. Eventually your heart will start remembering. Then your heart will start remembering and remembering and remembering Him. Then what will happen? Then your heart will start reminding you. Yes? This also happens. What does it mean? That something happened. You got angry. You were about to speak up. All of a sudden, your heart reminded you of Elspanta. You kept quiet. Yes. You were about to look at something you weren't supposed to look at. Your heart reminds you of Elspanta. You looked down. When is that going to happen? That's going to happen when you first remind your heart of him. Then your heart remembers him. Then your heart will remind you of him. Yes. And your best friend will be your qalb. And the fifth and last zikr that our Masha'ik teaches to do every day is called Muraqaba. Here, I think we'll do zikr and du'a after Maghrib, Salah. If you don't have much time left for Adhan. Maghrib. The du'a coming in. We'll make du'a after Maghrib, salah. So, Muraqaba means that you sit down. For 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes a day, and you disconnect your mind and heart from everything in this world. Everything that is ghidullah. And you're trying deep in your qalb to connect yourself only and only to Allah. ma maasivak koi hosh na rahe. sirf or sirf us aik zaat ka naam ka zikr ka hosh become unaware of everything in the world. So, how do you focus on Allah ta'ala and zikr? Allah Ta'ala explained in Quran, وَذْكُرْ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ And make dhikr of the name of your Rabb. And the name of our Rabb is Allah. Ism Ism jalala, Ism zat Allah. That so you will focus on that name. So much so that you will forget every single thing except that name. And you will make niyyah. That my qalb, my spiritual heart, is calling Allah Ta'ala with that name. My heart is making dhikr. As if my qalb is saying, Allah, Allah, Allah. And me, I'm just listening to it. I'm relaxed. Tongue is silent, motionless. I'm listening to my qalb do the zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name. This is called muraqamah. So these are the five different athkar that our mashayikh have taught us. that if a person does these zikr athkar every day, they will feel their heart being more connected to Allah Subhanahu they will feel their heart increasing in their love for Allah subhanahu Then a person who does this and tries it and they want to learn more, then they can easily be in touch with us. Our job is to first tell you the zikr. And then if you do it, then you will contact us. And then we will teach you more and more. And then you will do more and more. So inshallah will end now. Close your eyes and bow your head. Try to forget everything in this world. Cut yourself off from everything in this world. Imagine that Allah Ta'ala is remembering us. As He has promised in Qur'an, al أَذْكُرْكُمْ And He is sending the nur of His mercy, the nur of His hidayah. He is sending that sharish sadr onto our heart. And our heart is becoming purified of its sins. And that our heart is yearning for Him. Our heart is calling Him. Our heart is remembering Him. وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكْ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ That our heart is calling His name. As if our qalb is saying, Allah, Allah, Allah. Allah ko apna banalo, Allah ko apna banalo, Allah ko apna banalo. Ab ko choru, Allah se rishta اب تم سب رشتوں کو چھوڑو اللہ سے रिश्ता جوڑو ہر غیر سے ہٹ کٹ کے اللہ سے لگا لو اللہ کو دل میں بسا لو اللہ کو اپنا بنا لو اللہ کو اپنا بنا لو اللہ کو اپنا بنا لو اللہ سے غفلت کیسی سے دوری کیسی Allah سے غفلت کیسی اللہ سے دوری کیسی اب تم سب وردوں کو چھوڑو اللہ کو ورد بنا لو اللہ کو اپنا بنا لو Allah'a ku Basalu me basa lo Allah'a silahu laga lo Allah'a ku apna bana lo La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah dua ki subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanallahi al-azimi wa Wala Ali Muhammadun, Babarik, Bosanem, Rabada, the Lamna, and Fusana, while Ilam Takfilana, with her Hamna, the Nakun Naminal Kosirin, the big fear Anta Kher Rahimin, Alama Innaka Afu Innaka Antal Afu will Kareem, to him Wala for Fafa Ya Allah, Walfilana Ya Allah, Walhamna Ya Allah, Ya Allah, your you are a kind and generous Rab, you are a most loyal and loving Rabb Ya Allah you gave us this gift of Iman zalamna anfusana Ya Allah we wronged our own selves we allowed ourselves to become distant from you we were neglectful of this Iman ungrateful for this Iman Ya Allah you cast this shara into our kalb Ya Allah you made us upon your nur Ya Allah we ask that you send your hidayah upon us once again Ya Allah we have come to you on this night having lost that nur we lost the nur due to our sins, Ya Allah. We lost the nur due to our backbiting, due to our envy, due to our kibber. Ya Allah, we have come back to you on this night. We are in your masjid, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, send your nur upon us once again. Make us ala nur min once again, Ya Allah. Grant us sharish Sadr once again, Ya Allah. Man yu'min billahi yahdi kalbuhu. Send your hidayah on our kalb, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, soften our heart towards the deen. Fill our heart with your love. Ya Allah, take take Take out all the unlawful loves from our heart. Take out all the unlawful lust from our heart. Take out the unlawful love of the world from our heart. Take out the unlawful love of the self from our heart. Take out the unlawful love of fame from our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, take out the unlawful anger from our heart. Take out the unlawful greed from our heart. Take out the unlawful envy from our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, take out the unlawful pride from our heart. In Ya Allah, fill our heart with the love for You, love for Quran, love for Dina Islam, love for Nabi salaam love for his Sunnah, love for his Sira, love for his Sahaba love for all of the Mufassirin all of the Muhaddithin all of the Fuqaha'u Sunin Mujtahidin all of the Auliyah As-Sadiqin Salihin all of the Shuhada Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Ya Allah we grant us I beg you to grant us all of the Sifat of the Mu'mineen make us amongst the Mutawakkilin the Mukhlisin the Qanitin the Sabirin the Shakirin the Dhakirin the Mutawakkilin the Muhsinin Ya Allah, we ask that you raise us on the Day of Judgment amongst the Mu'mineen Haqqa Ya Allah make us true Mu'mineen strong Mu'mineen, living Mu'mineen, Ya Allah, enable each and every one of us Ya Allah to die a good death Ya Allah we want to die in a way that you are pleased with us, we want to die on taqwa Ya Allah we want to die on haya Ya Allah we want to die on sidq Ya Allah we want to die on ikhlas Ya Allah, we want to die on Sunnah, Ya Allah We want to die on the adab and akhlaq of deen, Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem, if there's anything inside us Any feeling, any idea, anything in our personality That is even slightly displeasing to you Ya Allah, we make tawbah from it this night We flee from it this night Ya Allah, make us in such a way that you are razi with us, Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem, hum sabse razi razi huja Ya Rabbi Kareem, razi huja Ya Rabbi Kareem, agar nahi razi, phir راضی ہو جا یا ربی کریم اپنی نظر شفقت انا فرما نظر انائت اتا فرما اپنے نظر فضل اتا فرما ایک نظر محمد اتا فرما یا ربی کریم ہمارے دعاوں کو رد نہیں کرنا یہ جواب نہیں دینا کہ میری محبت تو بلال کو ملتا تھا میرے محبت تو عائشہ کو ملتا تھا کریم مسعوبت عبونک دیا ہے یا رب کریم ہم زنگ لے کر آئے ہیں ہمیں رنگ والا بنا دیجے سمگت اللہ والا رنگ دے دیجے ہم بے حیا ہیں با حیاء بنا دیجے ہم بے وفا ہیں با وفا بنا دیجے ہم بے اخلاص ہیں با اخلاص بنا دیجے ہم بے ادب ہیں با ادب بنا دیجے ہم بے تقویٰ ہیں ہم تقویٰ کا نام نام سنتے رہتے ہیں اب تک زندگی میں نہیں آسکا. ہمارے دل میں نہیں آسکا یا رب کریم ہم سب پر لباس تقویٰ اوڑ دیجئے تقویٰ کا پشاک پنا دیجئے ہمیں متقین بنا دیجئے اللہ ما اننا نسألوکا انت یا اللہ منکا حبکا یا اللہ منکا من حب ما یحبک یا اللہ منکا حبا عملن یا اللہ یا رب کریم ہم آپ سے آپ ہی آپ سے آپ ہی چاہتے ہیں آپ کو قرب چاہتے ہیں آپ کو تعلق چاہتے ہیں آپ کی محبت چاہتے ہیں یا رب کریم ہمیں بھی اپنے چاہنے والوں میں سے بنا دیجئے ہمیں بھی اپنے محبین محبوبین مقبولین میں سے بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم ہمیں آپ سے محبت کرنے نہیں آتا مگن آپ نے تو قرآن میں فرمایا یوہبن ہم و یوہبنہو رب کریم ہم سے محبت کر لیجئے نیت کو مانتے ہیں ہم تو توحید والے ہیں ہم آپ کی طرف سجدہ کرتے ہیں یا رب کریم ہمیں اپنے بنا دیجئے اپنے بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم ہمارے تمام گناہوں کو معاف کر دیجئے ہمیں نیک بنا دیجئے ہم سب کو اپنے سیدھا سادھا سچا سترہ مسلمان بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم ہمارے نفاق دور فرما قیامت کے دن رب کریم اپنے रहमत का मामला फरमा करम का मामला फरमा जिस तरह आपने हमारे गुनाव को इस दुनिया में छिपा कर रखे हैं या रब इसी तरह हमारे गुनाह को माफ कर दीजिए जिस तरह आप अ वाले ذات ہیں اب تو الرحمان والے ذات میں ہیں اب تو الغفار والے ذات بھی ہیں ہمارے को मिटा दीजिए या قیامت کے ہمیں نبی کریم اپنے باپ کی سامنے شرمنہ نہیں ہونا چاہتا ان کی سامنے ہمارے نامیں امحال نہ لینا اس سے پہلے ہمیں اس دنیا ہی میں معاف کر دیجئے ہمارے توبہ کو قبول کر बिक्रीम हमें ہمیں شفاعت رسول صلی نصیب فرما دیجے. ان کے ہاتھ پر رہوزے کوثر کا جام پلا دیجئے ربکریم ان کی جندہ جندہ اور ان کی صف میں جگہ نصیب کر کریم ہمیں بھی جنت میں صحابہ صحابہ کا ساتھی بنا دیجئے صحابہ کا پڑوسی بنا دیجئے हमें ربی کریم ہمیں محروم نے کرنا یا ربی کریم جن کے پاس ایمان نہیں اگر وہ محروم ہو تو کوئی نہیں روتا ہم تو آپ کی مسجد والے ہیں سجدہ کرنے والے ہیں اگر مسجد میں آ کر پھر بھی محروم ہوگے یا ربی کریم ہم تو کہاں جائیں گے ہم کو ہیں آپ کی رحمت کی دامن کو करम का मामला फरमा हमने अपने भरोसे सुना कि तू बहुत کریم है आपने तो कुरान में कुफार को भी कहा कि आप उनके रब کریم हैं रब کریم करम का मामला फरमा अपने रहमत के सदका हमें दे दीजिए अपने करम के सदका हमें दे दीजिए हम मुहतज हैं या अल्लाह हम फकीर हैं या अल्लाह हर कवि को اتاہ کر دیجئے آنکھوں کا تقوی اتاہ فرما زبان کا تقوی اتاہ فرما ذہن کا تقوی اتاہ فرما دل کا تقوی اتاہ فرما ہمیں حقیقی معنی میں مؤمنین بنا یا ربی کریم ہمارے عزیز اقارب دوست رشتدار جو ابھی تک آپ سے دور ہیں یا کریم وہ ہم سے اس ہدایت سے زیادہ ہم فتنہ فساد کے زمانے میں رہ رہے ہیں فسکو فجور کے زمانے میں رہ رہے ہیں چاروں طرف باطل ہیں हैं, ربی کریم حق کو غالب کر دیجئے اپنے ہدایت کے چشمے کو عام تام کر دیجئے جاری ساری کر دیجئے ہماری ایمان کی حفاظت فرما امت مسلمہ کے نوجوانوں پر خصوصی نازل فرما کریم ان کو yaadun ke naseeb farma ya rab kareem hamare iman ki hifazat farma qiyamah tak tamam aane wale nasl ki iman ki hifazat farma haq ko ghalib farma baat hidayat naseeb farma haq ko ghalib farma baat ko maghloob farma ki khidmat ho rahi un tamam نصیب فرما جہاں بھی مساجد ان کی حفاظت نصیب فرما مقاطب قرآنیہ کی حفاظت اتا فرما مدارس عربی اسلامیہ کی حفاظت فرما دعوت تبلیغ کی محنت کی حفاظت فرما اللہ والو خانقات تسکیہ کی محنت کی حفاظت فرما اقامت دین خدمت دین جہاں بھی آپ کی رضا کی مطابق ہو رہا ہے کو فرما فرما یا کی حالت میں ہے یا ربی کریم ہمارے عزت چھوٹ है ہے ہمارے کردار ختم ہو گیا ہے یا ربی کریم اگر ہم آپ کی نبی کریم سوسم کی امت میں سے ہے یا ربی کریم ہمیں صحیح معلومے امتی بنا دیجئے صحیح معلومے ان کو وارث بنا دیجئے امت کی فکر نصیب فرما ہم سب کو اپنی دین کی خدمت کرنے کے قبول فرما اور رحمت ان دلوں پر نازل فرما جب وہ نا امید ہو تو اپنی امید کے کرن پر روشن فرما جب وہ پریشان ہو ان کی دل کو یا ربی کریم تسلی دے فرما اور ہم سب کو ان کی خدمت کرنے کے لئے قبول فرما اس مسجد کو منارہ نور بنا اس مسجد کو قرآن سنت شریر کا مرکز بنا یہاں سے مسلی متقین مسلی مخلصین کو پیدا فرما یا کریم تمام اہمہ تمام اہل کے کہ یا اللہ قبول فرما جس محبت سے وہ ہمیں بلاتے ہیں ان کے بدلے میں ان کے دل میں اپنی سچی محبت اتا فرما ربنا تکمل مننا انکا انتا السمیع العلیم و توبو علینا محمد وعلیٰ آلہ و صحبہ